Hello and welcome to the Maluli Asset Management Podcast for November 6th, 2013. This is Brendan and today Tom and I are going to talk about conservative investors and what they can kind of expect and actually what they are. Yeah, it's a topic that I get into with a lot of clients because I think when you talk to a broker or an advisor, they've got in their mind what a conservative investor ought to be doing Mm -hmm. and clients have a completely different perspective sometimes what they think a conservative investor ought to be doing. Mm -hmm. So So we're going to talk about that and we're going to try and clear up some of the misunderstandings and miscommunications, I think, between advisors and their clients. Yeah. Um, So basically, there are three kinds of investors when it comes down to it. You have conservative, aggressive, and And moderate somewhere somewhere in the middle. Right. Okay. And so there's three main streams of uh, clients. You know, there's, as Brendan mentioned, the conservative, the moderate, and the aggressive. And then there's little tweaks to that. You can have someone who's ultra aggressive and you can also have someone who's ultra conservative. Right. Today in in this presentation, we really just want to focus on the conservative investors. Mm -hmm. So the typical asset allocation you're going to see for a conservative uh, investor consists of 60% in equity and 40% in cash or bonds. And This is everywhere across the board, right? That's right. You're not just going to see that at Maluli Asset Management. You're probably going to come across this type of mix at a big firm like a Merrill Lynch or a Morgan Stanley. That 60-40 split is historically what has been used, that yardstick has been used for conservative investors. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to do some math and see how conservative investors are probably doing so far this year in 2013. Right. Give them kind of a yardstick. Yeah, and and math doesn't really always translate well into presentations like this, so we'll try and keep the math to a minimum. But so far year to date, the S&P 500 is up 23%. That's a typical yardstick that's used for the equity side or the stock side of of an account. The cash or bond side of the equation is usually measured by the U.S. total bond market index. And there's actually an ETF that uh, tracks that. Mm -hmm. The ticker symbol is AGG. U.S. total bond market index so far year to date through through November 6th of 2013 Mm -hmm. down 4% for the year. So let's just do some math. If 60% of your portfolio is growing at, say, 23%, that's a 13.8% return. If the other 40% of your portfolio is actually losing 4%, that's a negative 2.4. So you take the growth side from the stock market side, 13.8, you add that with a negative 2.4. For conservative investors, your yardstick through the first 10 months of the year should be something a little over 11%. Pretty good year. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna put a, a gold star on that. I'm going to say that's a spectacular year yeah. for conservative investors. Mm-hmm. I don't think a conservative investor should be used to seeing these kind of numbers. In fact, yeah. Brendan, I think we you've, have some numbers, you've, actually. you've got some numbers that we want to share. Yeah. So in 2012, using the same math, uh, conservative investors were up 8.3%. Right. Uh, in 2011, they were up only 
1.7%. Yeah, now let's focus on that for a second. Now, a conservative investor in 2011 got pretty much what you could have made, have made at the bank or a yeah. little more than that. That's, Not, that's the downside to being conservative. Though. That's right. And so you're going to see in 2011, the S&P 500 did nothing. It returned zero for the entire year. Mm -hmm. Most of that money was made on the bond side. Yeah. And 2008, uh, conservative investors lost 22.4% with pretty much everybody else if they stayed in the market. Right. The uh, stock market, the S&P 500 was down over 38%. And that's if that's 60% of your portfolio, you're going down too. Now, Brendan, if a conservative, if someone identifies themselves as a conservative investor, how could they lose 22% of their money? Yeah. They're really just going to get jerked around with the rest of the market going up and down. Well, if they don't have a game plan for getting into and getting out of the market at the right time, then yes. Yeah, that's, and, and that's, that's what's going to happen. That's exactly what's going to happen. And that's really, you know, what we want to kind of encourage discussion with our listeners. Please feel free to call us or contact us through email. What does being a conservative investor mean? Because I think there's clearly two different definitions. One that the advisor usually thinks of, well, he's a conservative investor, so he wants to be in blue chip stocks. Mm -hmm. he, he doesn't want to be in aggressive technology stocks. He doesn't want to be in some of these sectors that are racing ahead right. or out of favor, or they seem to be out of favor. Mm -hmm. um, on the flip side, a conservative investor says, I don't want a lot of buying and selling going on in my account. Yeah. I'd rather be buy and hold. But the problem is, as you saw in 2008, that can really blow up your account right. in a bad way. So you really have to decide what is it that you want from your investments as well. Right. And I think that's really important. You know, we spend a lot of time talking to our clients about, you know, a conservative investor really needs uh, a little more to their game plan than just a product mix like 60-40. They really need to have something a little more tactical. Right, so when the market's doing well, they're more heavily invested. Correct. And when it's not, they're backing they're off. They're backing off, and right. you know, in between, you gotta have a game plan for there too. Right, and so in between, you're probably going to see that 60-40 split a lot of the times, but when the market's on offense, if you're a conservative investor, you really need to make hay while the sun shines. You've got to step on the gas. Yeah. Uh, likewise, when the market is on defense, uh, you really want to be, as a you conservative investor, yeah, you, you want to be anything. backing off. Yeah. So, you know, we get a lot of calls right now from clients who are saying, gee, the stock market's doing really well. Shouldn't we be selling something? I'm like, no, the stock market's doing really well. I think you want to, you know, consider adding more to what you've got, even if you're a conservative investor, because this is your opportunity to make money. Mm -hmm. There's definitely going to be times where we're, we're going to want to pull back the reins and have more on the sidelines or in bonds or something else. But it's really important to understand that conservative investors, uh, you know, we've got clients that, that call and say, hey, the stock market's up over 20%. How come I'm not making that kind of return? Well, if you tell your advisor that you want to be conservative, then 
you're not always going to be up as much as the market is. Right. We're going to need to water down the numbers because we're going to have money in bonds. And we've got to really make sure that the advisor and the client are on the same page in terms of expectations. Exactly. What to expect. And so when we talk about these different types of investments, just please understand that none of the securities that we mentioned in our, in our presentations represent past specific recommendations of Maluli Asset Management. And this presentation is not a recommendation to buy or sell any of the securities that we mention here. But more importantly, if you're relying on a podcast for investment advice, we think you might be making a big mistake. And so we strongly urge our listeners to consult with their investment advisor before they make a decision to buy or sell any kind of investment. Now, if you don't have an investment advisor, we'd be happy to answer whatever questions you have. Just pick up the phone and call us. There's no obligation. We can be reached at 732-223-9000, or you can find us on the web at maluli.net. Okay, that's all we have for this week. We'll be back next week with a new topic, as usual, and thanks for listening.